My name is Damon Goss, and these are my counsels, Cole and Dr. Arador. Willie Chairs. I'm Captain Picard of the Enterprise. I am serving as host for these proceedings. Good. And see to it we get some chairs. Let me explain. Fine, fine. Just have your Klingon server and get us some chairs. I'm in charge of security. Then who gets the chairs? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Shuttlepod podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Yacovino, and today I am joined by my good friends, Matt Wright. Hey, guys. And Jared Whitley. Hi, Kayla. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> of course. We love having you on the show. Today, um, we're going we're gonna to ask you to, the listeners, to sort of bear with us a little bit, because I think we've got a really interesting discussion ahead. Um, but it's going to be a little bit unorthodox, a little bit uh, off the wall for us here at uh, the Shuttle Pod. It's is is it the kind of thing that people won't want to take sitting down? It's, it's true. <laughs> you, might, well, you might want to be sitting down for this one, and you, you'll understand why in in a moment. We uh, we hope that you are getting your uh, Star Trek podcast fill through us this week. Um, the our sister podcast, the All Access podcast, is taking a one week hiatus, but fear not, they will be back next week on Friday with another episode for you. So in the meantime, uh, we would like to fill your life with a discussion about Star Trek chairs. Mm -hmm. Let's just let that uh, marinate for a minute. Yes, we are going to speak for about one hour about chairs. You'd think that every conceivable aspect of this franchise would have been talked to death already in the, the last 50 years of fandom. But no, we found something new. We found something. And, and I would say it's not even that new. Um, recently, uh, Matt sent us an article that someone had written about um, Star Trek lamps that you can actually buy. Mm-hmm. He went through people... and found recurring or interesting lamps and lighting fixtures and yeah. uh, with links that to purchase those ID'd. lighting fixtures. Yeah. <laughs> No surprise, especially with more modern truck productions. A lot of them are Ikea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But okay, so we're not just going to talk about listing, you know, chairs. So what are we actually doing here? So I thought I thought it would make sense for us to begin this episode with um, explaining the birth of this idea. So this this really started as a joke. And the more we talked about it, the more we realized that this is an actual interesting topic to talk about. So if you um, are a regular listener of the show, you've probably heard us tease this episode um, when we talked about the Next Generation episode, The Drumhead. And um, it was pointed out to us that the this, this is the episode in which there um, is a search for a, a spy aboard the Enterprise and one particular ensign, Ensign Tarsis, becomes the sort of unfair uh, center of this investigation. And while he's being investigated, you know, under the spotlight, he sat in this chair on a sort of stage platform in front of this inquiry board. Mm-hmm. And the chair it was pointed out to us, I had never noticed this in, in all my years of watching this episode, is this crappy 1990s office chair. Like with like f- complete with the little lever thing on the side to like raise and lower the chair. Like they didn't even try to make it a space <laughs> chair. It. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. It would have been more dignified to find an actual drum head to make poor crewman Tarsi's cinema. <laughs> and it's just, once you see it, it's the thing that you can't unsee it. Now, all of a sudden, 
you're pulled right out of the 24th century and into 1990, you know, and it's, it was just made the whole thing ridiculous. And so we, we, we talked a little bit, maybe too long about this chair and how ridiculous it was. And maybe not long enough, Kayla. Apparently not long enough because we said, Oh, ha 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 next, you know, tune in next week for an episode just about chairs. And, um, you know, this, like I said, this was just a joke that uh, we had no intention of doing an actual episode about chairs until um, Jared, do you want to tell the story of how we started talking about this? Okay. So my good friend, Kayla Akovina texts me a couple weeks ago and says that she and her husband have recently rewatched the 1999 sci-fi parody classic galaxy quest. And they would like to make a pilgrimage to Goblin Valley, <laughs> which is of course the site here in Utah where the crew of the NSEA protector retrieved a replacement beryllium sphere. Right. Obviously. And obviously. And she said, well, we're flying through Salt Lake. Why don't we still come and visit with you? Uh, so I was able to see you guys for the first time in a, almost two years, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Right? Since since uh, Vegas 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was delightful to see you. I took you around to some of the haunts here. We we had lunch together. You came to pub trivia with us. Um, I have to confess, uh, you knew the correct uh, answer for the, the currency in Poland, and I didn't, and I overruled you, and we missed <laughs> that. And I apologize. <laughs> you uh, should. But but then when you were at my my house, which is a relatively new acquisition with no furniture in it, there was nowhere for us to sit because I don't have a, more than one chair. And a so single, that res- just a, a single just folding a single chair in the sad kitchen. Sad folding chair. <laughs> yeah. That's like a uh, stereotypical bachelor pad right there. Exactly. Chair. For the time being, the next <laughs> for time the you moment, come, I know. it yeah. will be it will be much more pleasant. <laughs> And I'll see if I can if I can find uh, uh, some sort of online auction where I can buy Crewman Tarsi's chair and, and put that it, on it my. It might be possible. <laughs> so then we we talked about that a little bit, and then when we were at at lunch, we went into a little bit more detail about some of the 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 uh, the ways in which the chair is actually a very important fixture of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I and and like two thirds of the way through, we're like, we we could do this. We could actually do a chairs episode and make it quite interesting. So that was sort of the uh, uh, um, passing of the baton from your kernel of an idea into this, what we now have an actual podcast on chairs. And now we just have, have... I missed any details. Do I no, details? I think that's it. I think, okay. you know, without getting into the whole story, I think, you know, and it made me realize like as much as we made fun of our own noticing of the chair we almost said like oh it's so funny that we're even paying this much attention to this chair it's not a big deal but it, it kind of is like especially you know in this episode the drumhead like the point of this scene is this person being under the spotlight you know it's like the classic interrogation scene where you have the one sure. light overhead that kind of yeah, very yeah, intimidating yeah. thing and you know it's not like he should be sitting in the throne or something like that it, it should be meant to be a place where the person sitting in the chair feels small and exposed which yeah. i suppose he did in the office chair but they could have just made it like a regular wooden chair literally anything and the fact that was like a, they like literally rolled in the intern's chair and just put it like oh, this will do put it on stage um but it actually does affect the story even this tiny detail mm-hmm. um but i think what was really what really made me think okay we should actually talk about this jared is your point of the captain's chair Mm. how that is you know people often talk about the enterprise being one of the characters on the show 
Um, and then you could, I think you could extend that metaphor to say that the captain's chair is almost a, a character in the show. It's certainly a, an extension of the captain. My idea of the perfect living room would be the bridge on the Starship Enterprise. You know what I mean? Big chair, nice screen, remote control. That's why Star Trek really was the ultimate male fantasy, just hurtling through space in your living room watching TV. That's why all the aliens were always dropping in, because Kirk was the only one that had the big screen. They come over Friday nights, Klingon boxing, gotta be there. So yes. there's, there's a term in uh, poetry called metonymy, where you associate the thing with the part with the whole. So like if you say, if you say the White House said, you don't necessarily mean the White House itself, you mean the current presidential administration, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you say all hands on deck for a ship, you don't mean all hands, you mean all the crewmen, and then they do things with their hands to, uh, to make the ship run. You mean they don't and put their hands on the floor? No, no. <laughs> they used to do that, and then they all got keel-hauled, and they didn't have hands anymore. So it's a terrible, terrible state of affairs. Yeah, it doesn't uh, work. Yeah. No, it just doesn't. It didn't. It didn't work. Um, and so the term, like, the captain's chair is something that has been used repeatedly throughout the franchise, Oh yeah, uh, I, I think my favorite instance of it is in Generations when he's talking to. Uh, it starts off with him talking about the chair with poor um, uh, uh, Captain Cameron, and then it ends with <laughs> him talking about it with Picard. Like, don't ever he says, don't ever let them do anything that takes you out of that chair, right? Mm -hmm. So the chair is the symbol of of being in charge, of having agency, of hurt, of uh, uh, hopping galaxies instead of sitting behind a, a desk, even though behind the desk, you'd be sitting in a chair too. So, uh, and, and even, even I just double checked, like the first shot from uh, the cage, it zooms in and we see Jeffrey Hunter sitting in the chair in the center of the action, like a throne. It's, it's kind you, you have mm -hmm. to make that comparison. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, heck it's raised and everything, you know? So another, another metaphor for it is the center seat too, which you hear not quite as much, but Fairly frequently, they talk about it that way, too, which, again, shows its importance. Yeah, and I don't know if that's really, like, in a submarine or in a battleship. I don't think that's really how no, the I think architecture is laid out, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, in Humphrey in October, uh, Sean Space Connery... Space is crucial. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. It's so yeah. cramped. You don't have time for this, this enormous chair. Like, Sean no. Connery, the only time he's in the middle is, like, when he's looking through the periscope. That's what they put in the very middle. But otherwise, right. I think the captain is always standing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're standing. That, that's what it seems like, yeah. So so we also have some more chairs, I think, captain's chairs that we need to mention. Like in Star Trek Three, on the what would become the bounty. I don't remember what the Klingon name of the ship is. But Kruge's chair is like, a, is like something from Game of Thrones, right? Where it's not yeah. just in the middle and a little bit bigger. It's, it's enormous. It's tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And yeah. he's towering over his crew just in case he needs to murder one of the 12 of them <laughs> that he has working for him at the drop. Well, and he does, as we as we know, he feels no remorse in just <laughs> disrupting one poor guy like so. No, he feels sad when his dog gets killed. But, that's right. His weird dog. Yeah. Yeah. But he will kill one uh, seven and a half percent of his crew <laughs> just because. Right. Yeah. Does my math OK on that? I don't know. We'll get there. Well, um, close enough, because yeah, it's crazy that he would kill one of only 12 people. Yeah, 
Like, it, yeah, it would seems like it would be bad for morale. But be when you have the Iron Throne in space, you can do what you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be the one to call his bluff on that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, and then when in Star Trek Four, when they've commandeered the ship, you'll notice the sh- the the bridge is completely redone. Yeah. Right? There's no way they could have Kirk like flying home to San Francisco, towering over his crew like <laughs> evil Captain Crew. I never noticed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a totally different set. Like the, it's it's funny actually the huge difference. Yeah, I remember one week like after AP test or something in high school, we watched one of those each week, and I remember the transition from three to four. I'm like, wait, that is completely different. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think I've ever watched them in that rapid succession like that well they do have sort of a a hand waving thing about them having the vulcans help them like customize it you know but like yeah yeah that's true no they didn't have like a whole klingon bridge module waiting around (laughs) 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 and and they were and they were only there three months yeah you can't quite like really hand wave that away and i feel like they wouldn't have wasted their time with something like aesthetic oh no of course not klingons wouldn't have no (laughs) <laughs> or Vulcans. Oh, that too. So you just have to pretend, oh no, that was always the way the bridge looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, don't, just don't pay attention to this. Yeah. Pay, pay no attention to the man because, in the much more because, like you said, chair. The plot, like you said, the plot calls for it to be a much more egalitarian setup. Like it yeah. shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, because the whole point, I mean, everything... To, to the point where the Cruz character is kind of ridiculous. Everything about him is to show how evil and terrible and awful he is, right? Yes. And yes. so that's just one little bit of this, the stagecraft that reinforces that to your brain. Yes. That he's an authoritarian. Just letting Christopher Lloyd chew the scenery. <laughs> yeah. And and if if the next time Captain Kirk steals a time machine from Christopher Lloyd, I hope it's a DeLorean. <laughs> anyway. I would just like to take this brief aside to note that, yes, we are still doing an entire episode about chairs. And I think we, we've we already had some pretty substantial intelligent conversation about okay. storytelling and filmmaking. So, boom. <laughs> yeah. Case in point. <laughs> okay, so do we want to advance to the Enterprise D and talk about the captain's chair there? Because it is still quite prominent. I think, right? yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's worth, you know, going through the whole lineage of... Let's do it. So, you know, from... In TOS, it's Kirk is really there on his own, and then he has yes, very much so people you know in front of him and people behind him, but he's in the center by himself. And then we evolve in in TNG. You have still Captain Kirk, sorry Captain Picard at the center, you know, surrounded by the the horseshoe, and then he has flanked on his left and right his first officer and normally Deanna in the other seat. With slightly less cool chairs, by the way, just to make the point that the captain has the best chair, right? Yes, yes. See, the captain still has, he's still in the center, he still has the coolest chair. Yeah. And do you remember what Vosh says when she gets on the bridge and she immediately goes over and sits in the chair? Do you remember? What's something? She says, I I see where being the captain has its advantages. advantages. Yeah, that's right. She's like curled up in this like big, Uh I guess on on her it seems very big, right? Like, so she's like, oh. No, but she's ready to take a nap in there. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's other moments throughout the franchise, I think probably all of the fran- all of them, where um uh people will say I think like you know, Wesley at some point has a line where it's like, Oh, I'm not ready to sit in that chair quite yet or something. Sure, like yeah. That. And so oh, or at, at 
again at the end of generations the, like the very last line Riker says to Picard I always thought I'd get a shot at this chair one day right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. yeah that the chair has come to represent the position that the captain holds in his most important place which is on the bridge yeah but it's it's okay. definitely an interesting evolution from TOS to TNG sure because it shows that they were trying to have a little bit more of a uh, what's the term ensemble Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dividing yeah. the attention yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Then can you tell me that thing about the chairs behind the tactical station that I never noticed until yes. you pointed it out to me last week? So we were talking about like you know all the the different kinds of chairs, not just the captain chair, but thinking about all the different kinds of chairs they have. And one thing that's really cool that my husband absolutely loves, he just wishes all chairs were like this. In the back, behind the horseshoe, on the very mm-hmm. sort of back wall um, of the bridge, there are those science stations, and there are chairs in there. Normally, they're flush up against the uh, up. You know, yep. they, they they flush into the wall, but you can yep. pull those chairs out and sit in them and sit at your science station. And so, whenever you see someone sat down at one of those stations, it's just you can see that they've just pulled it out from the wall. Yeah, it's like a little cubby chair. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. never noticed that. I'm yeah, so it's really it's really quite smart of them to do. <laughs> yeah, that. it's terrific. It's very good, very good ergonomics. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. never noticed that at all. That's funny. Like when Jordy comes up, I'm sure there's scenes where he like pulls it out, but I never noticed. I need to rewatch some TNG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just have a look for it. it. They just they look like they're just part of the wall when they're pushed in. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm trying to think of what the chair in engineering. Jordy sometimes sits in a chair where he's kind of facing the. Warp he's got board. another one of those like fairly standard office chair. Yeah, I think chairs. it's an office chair. It's yeah. like it, it like it might be the same chair as Ensign Tarsi sits in. It might be because they definitely bought those chairs and used them like all over, you know, nineties Trek. You know, who knew that caster wheels would still be in in the swing in the twenty fourth century? <laughs> Is that what they're called? Hey, yeah, when it works, it works. You know, <laughs> they don't though. They're terrible. Sometimes, like they get wow. stuck in one direction, you have to like pick the thing up and. Okay, so maybe they've somehow perfected the caster. Like, <laughs> they regular. They have someone come by and like uh, one of the lower decks folks like comes in. Yeah, that's right. That's some wheels. poor lower decks job. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, God, I have to go lube like, the casters again. Uh, like, oil the know. casters and then yeah. again. Oh, God. Jordy has such good hearing. He'll hear if it's off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, is that the motion in the deck plates or is that the caster wheels in my chair? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> damn it, Ensign so-and-so didn't do this right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So are there any other chairs specifically on TOS or TNG that we want to mention? I mean, for example, the really bonkers chair that Worf has. Oh, well, the bonkers chair that Worf has is just like, <laughs> that is one of the most amazing, like, kind of 80s things. Although technically, I think it might have been originally built in the 70s. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, it's a very, it's, like, retro vibe. Yeah, You're talking it about, is. Like, the, the, it's like a bunch of black. The globes, yeah. Globes. It basically six. sits on a bunch of globes. Yeah, it's crazy. It, at crazy. times, they, they put it in the corner of his quarters sometimes. So it's, like, not clear from that scene alone whether it's a chair or just a piece of, like, art. But yeah. then I think, like, Alexander sits in it once. Oh, and, yeah. And it confirms yeah. that it's a chair. Then again, it, is a chair. it could have just been Alexander crawling onto Worf's art. But the crazy part is, it really is a chair, like legitimately. Like it's supposed, a, like it's like it you is could a buy piece it as of a chair. like avant-garde, like Scandinavian design chair. Right? <laughs> it's crazy, and it's weird how many episodes it appears in. Because I was looking at the uh, the Memory Alpha page, and it's in like eight different episodes. Oh yeah, 
I mean, it was even used Wait, as a de- decoration the, first before becoming like. Does the chair thing. have its own don't, memory don't. alpha page? Uh, I don't think so. I don't I think, think it's, it's just under chair. Point. Yeah, it's it's a uh, like a subheading. But, but is does oh, chair okay. have a memory but, alpha page? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah it does. I, can't, I yeah. wow! I can't believe I overlooked googling that. Okay, so and there's a little pullout quote yeah, that this dwarf's crazy chair was designed by Peter. Upsvik, that sounds Swedish, and was yep. first seen as the command chair aboard the Torellian starship in the first season episode Haven. Well, I'm glad something good came out of that episode. <laughs> no way. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven appearances of that bonkers chair. Okay, so the thing that that reminds me of is is remember in um, Unification where they're flying to to Romulus. And Captain Cavada uh, shows them their bed, and it yeah, is just a, a, a slab. And the yeah. idea is, we don't. He says we don't soften our bodies by putting down pads. I kind of thought it was the same thing, where like Worf would find a piece of furniture that is intentionally a little discomfortable or uncomfortable, excuse me, to create a sense of discomfort, so that because he, he knew he was in a little bit too luxurious of surroundings for a warrior to stay on his guard. I mean, sure. Makes sense, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get over the chair page on Memory Alpha. It's, it's quite, it's, I I hope someone updates it after, after this to include some of the extremely insightful comments we're making. Um, But yeah, it is a well-exhausted page. Like. There's something about Zindi chairs, which I never knew. I love Star Trek fans so much, you guys. Like, yeah. I was so bes- I was beside myself when I discovered that the the horse Pike's one of Pike's two horses, the one that was written out of the unaired pilot, so <laughs> never even appeared in the unaired pilot, mm-hmm. still has his own page on Memory Alpha. Talking about Mary That's Lou, dynamite. Mary Lou, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously. Oh, sp- sp- Obviously, sp- yeah. Speaking of Captain Pike, what is the most famous image of him? What What is he in? Is it a You're chair? About he's in a chair. Where he's yeah, leaning forward, he's in, kind of looking forward. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. the futuristic chair, right? It's so iconic with that character that at the end of 2009, they had to put poor Bruce Greenwood in, in a chair as well. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the... You're talking about the... The beepy chair. The, the beeping one. The beepy chair. Yeah. yeah. See, there is a separate um, section here for interrogation chairs, right? Like <laughs> the one, yeah, the, like the ones the Romulans put poor Jordy in in the mind's eye, right? Oh, um, yeah. But I am disappointed that there is no mention on here about oh, Simon Tarsi's chair. Tarsi's chair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just a standard office chair. It's not worth covering under that, you know? Like, ah, forget it. This is my favorite um, part of this memory alpha page. This is constitutes an entire paragraph lounge chairs which is also there's a link to the memory alpha page on lounge chairs lounge chairs were used for relaxation period and then there is a reference to the voyager episode demon what really how does that relate (laughs) i don't know but there was a well let's go to the lounge chair page i mean there's lots of lounge chairs throughout you know reused or like used throughout this is the the only reference on Memory Alpha. In 2374, Tom Paris joked that with some lounge chairs, a beach umbrella, and some dermaplasts to counteract the chemical burns from a class Y planet, it might be a good vacation spot. 
Oh, oh my yeah, the gosh. demon planet. <clears throat> yeah, the demon planet. Yeah. I'm not familiar enough with Voyager to catch that demon. Was that a Borg episode? No, no, no. The planet is like literally hell-like. That's why it's called Demon Class. It's, yeah, Demon it's, Class. It's the why. start of the freaky one where they realize where the Mercury versions of themselves basically start, right? That's the start of that. The weird liquid metal versions of their of the crew. The Capri Sun it's, versions. It's, yeah, it's a weird aside for two episodes, basically. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, no, there's lots of lounge chairs like in like on Risa. all Risa. throughout. Yeah. Yeah. We're but I mean, heck, the Enterprise D, because of being, you know, like a floating Hilton kind of thing, has <laughs> so many different kinds of lounge chairs yeah. oh. from like uh, 70s, like designers. It's crazy. Here's another random thing I thought of before we move on from the Enterprise D and its random chairs. Um, there are these little alcoves in the corridors, like near the crew quarters that will have like little bench things and like a plant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never see anyone sitting at them. And it seems like someone was designing. Oh, yeah, I know what you're like, talking about. They're like, what do we put to fill this space? Like, I don't know. Like a bench oh, well, a it's supposed to be, you know, it's that whole like, oh, those are family areas. Where but who's going to like sit in the hallway? No one. But it's supposed to be a communal area <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> like a bench in a park. You, you can you can smell the, the flowers and see people walk by and have a view. But you're not just going to sit in, the, in a corridor no. next to a silk plant. It, it's hey, not where like, you going? It's not like. It's not like you're waiting at a like a metro station or no, no. or something like that. Yeah. Hey, you doing that level one diagnostic? Cool, cool. It's, it's, All right. Just waiting know. for it to finish. Yeah, yeah. Just waiting for it. Yeah. But there really are, like, especially throughout '90s Trek. There's just like. There's like sectional sofas, all kinds of you know more exotic looking lounge chairs, like all kinds of stuff that like kind of amazing when you think about it like how much you know actually found objects right like they didn't make them up they just got pretty funky like Mm -hmm. scandinavian design chairs or like sofas and work them in and it you know and it's become the aesthetic like that you think of now you're like whoa okay yeah they just got like retro sectionals and then refinish them in mauve suede well, yeah, I mean, it had to look like it came from the drapes of a 90s office, right? I mean, like <laughs> yeah. a doctor's office, you know. <laughs> or your Hilton room. <laughs> or the Hilton, yeah, exactly. So oh, well. so there's a question you mentioned, doctor's office. We never see a Starfleet dentist, right? Yeah. As as what the heck? Oh, actually, we well, okay, so we do and we don't. Here's the one exception. Phlox does actually treat uh, T'Pol's cavity. Oh. So right. apparently, right. apparently they do them all. Like, apparently, it's just, a, you know, it's just another One stop shop because you can do it all with some fancy lasers and like a sealant, yeah. you know, you seal it back up. I'm like, that's that. So it's no big deal. So there are dentist chairs in the future. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same chair you'd sit in for a medical examination, I guess. So, OK. All right. Well, so no, still... no special dentist chair. Sorry. Dang it. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> spit, about... you know, <laughs> spit, rinse, like, sorry, no, none of that. <laughs> you need a little uh, sink on the side. Because, yeah. like, dentist chairs nowadays are pretty hardcore in terms of having, they like, are. screens and stuff. Yeah. Screens and stuff. I mean, mine, I usually, there's, like, a TV in the room, but I don't know about one of the screens no. on the chair. No, That's they have it, like, a screen so they can, like, move it right in front of your face. Hmm. There's all kinds of if you, yeah. There's all kinds of swanky things if you like you want to pay for it. You know stuff you can do. 
most dentists don't want to do it, but there's some that are like, you know, I don't know. What do you want to call luxury dentists? Right. Like make the whole, (laughs) make the whole experience like personal, you know, personalized to you because your personal TV feed. I guess Dr. Phlox doesn't need to do that. No, because apparently he could just like do this and like, she didn't even have like a, a topical, you know, something for that. I was like, okay, he just fixed it. It's like zap. I'm like, oh, all just right. Grin and bear it. They're just tougher in the 24th century. <laughs> That's because they sit on those bonkers wharf chairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is a line from an episode, "The High Ground," that I want to that I want to recite to you guys, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, and do you remember this? This is the third season episode where they try to do like a social commentary on terrorism. Yes. And it's it's basically like informed by the IRA conflict yeah. of the 90s, sort of the troubles kind of thing. Kind of clumsy, but... It, it uh, I would say very clumsy. I yeah. would say very clumsy. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being a code of honor and 10 being tapestry, <laughs> I would put this as like a 4.5, right? <laughs> I think that's fair. It's a good Beverly vehicle. Beverly's yeah, terrific. Yeah, it's good for it. her. Um, she, she does some great acting in it, but um, I think the, the antagonist, Finn... Oh, and I just noticed Finn. That's exactly like Sinn Fein. They, they, they specifically took his name. Yeah, yeah they, they were not so. Oh, right. my they gosh. Su- subtle yeah. all about that. Like that, this episode got banned in the in the UK because it was so. Oh, really? it did. Yeah, because it was yeah. so on the nose. Yeah, so on the nose. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, we did the season two rewatch. I want to do the season three rewatch sometime. I'm not going to wait to talk about this moment until then, though, because after he's Finn has abducted Picard. Um, he sees that it keeps escalating in the, the conflict between these two groups. And Picard says, uh, he's added another chair to the negotiating table. And Finn says, you added the chair, Captain. I am simply forcing you to sit at it. Mm-hmm. And I love I love that that metaphor there where Picard tries to say something and Finn totally outmaneuvers him. Mm-hmm. And I love the visual of that, too. I mean, we're sitting at the negotiating table, right? That's legit. That's a legitimate idiom. And, yeah. and here he 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 turns it around on Picard. So apparently, even the terrorists of the future understand the importance of chairs. <laughs> well, you know, and it makes sense in a way because, like, a chair, a place to sit, especially if you're, uh, you know, of limited resources, that's always going to be something that's nice, right? Yeah, because they're just basically luxury. sleeping in caves, right? They yeah. don't have actual chairs. So yeah, so a chair is a luxury to them. Yeah. yeah, they sit on a crate, you know, of supplies mm-hmm. maybe or something like that. He he sits on a crate while he's drawing creepy pictures of Beverly yeah. and reading yeah. about George Washington for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is four to this is four and a half out of ten. This <laughs> but it's an eight out of ten chair anecdote. <laughs> so is there? I, I assume. I mean, I what's between? Because you said one was. Uh, shades of gray or coat of honor coat and of honor. 10 would, 10 would be yeah. tapestry Those so I was are thinking maybe shades of gray was somewhere in between coat of honor and they're episode. both very bad they're bad for different reasons okay, that's fair that's fair um, okay do we is there any more TNG stuff or do you want to move on to Deep Space Nine and Voyager stuff we should move on because yeah. I think that's that's plenty about TNG okay so now Commander Cisco does not have a big captain's like chair, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is yeah. no big captain's chair in ops. And in his office, he kind of just has a normal chair. But he points out kind of the same thing like we saw with Kruge in Star Trek Three, 
where when he first gets to ops, he points out that Ducat's office is elevated above above the rest of the command center. Quote, oh, yeah. so all others have to look up with respect. Cardassian architecture, unquote. Right? So yes. it's still that idea that, um, you know, although the, the franchise has made putting its protagonist in the middle in this throne-like chair a big deal, now they're kind of pointing out, uh, maybe, like, authoritarians do this kind of thing, too, to sort of program people. Yep. Very I'm much, not comparing yeah. Captain Kirk to Gildicott. No, of course. But I think it's a salient point and it speaks to the sort of evolution of the franchise. So, so I think thought. maybe we have a we have a, a little formula, right? The higher the chair, right? The more, you know, totalitarian you get sure. potentially. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, there's, a, there's a certain amount you need to have the right authority to, to right. command. In and and then beyond situation. that, it just gets kind of egregious, right? You're just kind yes. of like, well... <laughs> <laughs> there's there there's a there's a point where and we just talked about the episode the high ground where you get too big of a chair and you lose the moral high ground. Ha <laughs> I mean look at just, you know, human history and kings sure. sitting in chairs, sitting in a throne yeah. that is ornate Definitely. and large yeah. and high above everyone else. It's not a new idea that we've stumbled up across, but you know. No, no. No. This just carries it on from human Humankind okay, from some of you had chairs, I guess, really. But something that's interesting is the way, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, uh, I, I don't think I am. It's like if you talk about chairs like in vans that are referred to as captain's chairs, I think that's because of Star Trek, not because of like chairs, again, that actual captains sit in in battleships or in planes or whatever, right? I, I think that has entered the vernacular because of Star Trek, right? I don't know. You know, it might, it might be from, you know, it could be. It could be that, like, bigger ships, because certainly in submarines, like we discussed, don't really have that because they they need space. Cert- maybe, you know, in other, in, like, a more traditional larger ship, you have the seat where the captain sits. Um, so, you know, Star Trek has such a strong naval influence, it could be from that. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, so, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure it's a, a naval term. Okay, so, but, Kayla, remember when, when we first met, and when you were in in Menlo Park, and then I went to Alameda to see the nuclear vessels. Mm-hmm, I remember. They have they have they have like a World War II aircraft carrier you can go see, and you can go sit in the captain's chair, and it's just a normal, terrible, uncomfortable metal chair. <laughs> it's not big and comfy at all. Anyway, I could be wrong. I just looking at like when the term captain's chair is used. I think it's like one of those things, like how uh, when cell phones became big, how they had they instantly used the flip model because people thought, well, this is what they do in the Star Trek. So we're going to do that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong, and but the, that's what I think. The creator of the cell phone has said that he based it off of Star Trek. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So if the creator of the captain's chair in minivans says that someday, <laughs> then you can <hear> go <laughs> first. Okay. So now when, when Captain Cisco does, or Commander Cisco does become Captain Cisco and he gets the defiance, he does get a, a chair. He's in the middle of the action. But it's nowhere near as ostentatious. Right. No, and it's not even raised. He's on the same level. He just set back a little, if I remember right. Yeah, only a little bit behind the the helmsman position. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Again, they don't have a lot of space in there, so it makes right. sense. But also, yeah, part, like, of, part of that is also the defiant itself, the psychology right. they're going with. Yeah. Small and mighty. Exactly. It, it is small and mighty. <laughs> okay, uh, do we do we want to talk about Captain Janeway's chair? We well, talk- before we leave uh, oh, Deep Space Nine, let's all just also just talk about that. There's a wonderful variety of chairs, like in Quarks, yep, uh-huh. and 
all kind of all over the place because they got a chance to do like Bajoran things and you know whatever and so they got a chance to go get again like crazy chairs right like uh chairs from all over and of course it's funny because if you go look <laughs> what are half the chairs like in corks well actually they're ikea chairs but they just look funky <laughs> you know but you're like oh that could totally work but it is kind of neat because they got a chance to get you know those or like you know weird like mostly made of steel tubing chairs and you know it's just kind of fun stuff that they got to get that now we sort of associated with like i don't know alien chairs or like you know, Star Trek alien chairs. So just want to make, give a shout out there. Yeah. There's also just normal bar stools there. Like uh, that episode yes. where the Morn always sits in the same bar stool and that episode where he quote unquote dies. Oh, yeah. uh, Quark comes up with this little trick to say in Morn's honor, let's never leave his chair empty. Let's always have someone here ordering <laughs> drinks. <laughs> and and there's even a bit where he he can't get people to do that so i think he puts like a no no he at the beginning he thinks morn is away so to keep his barstool full he puts a hologram of morn in and dax comes in and gasps because she knows that morn has died and she's thrown off for it and then cisco says you gotta turn that off he's really dead man <laughs> that's right yeah yeah not Good cool, episode. Not cool. yeah man not cool also the gem hadar ships no chairs Right, because that because they're hardcore. They know? are very hardcore. Yeah, I mean, if you're just doped up all day. Well, and also, yeah, they're also not <laughs> supposed to have like a. They're not supposed to have like an authority, you know, one authority over the other in that sense, right? Because that's what the Vorda are supposed to do, right? Is order them around, so they should all sure. just be, you know, drones. For well, they have, word. and and they don't even have like a central um, view screen, right? So there wouldn't. Yeah, be... which is kind. Of, that's really bonkers when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, especially because they just have these two VR headsets, and like, what if something malfunctioned with them? Yeah, right. Can can someone just like open a window? No. Ah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the Borg in that way. The Borg have yeah, it no, is. Yeah, yes, no it central is. Yeah. anything. They'd have no chairs. Right. And. Um, Nope, yeah, and no you sleep beach. standing up, so there. No bridge. <laughs> That's right, no chairs, no beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for the uh, the infants float in some kind of amniotic fluid. <laughs> well, but the first, inf- the first infant we see in Q Who is actually like in a shelf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, just, like, it's just in a it's drawer. Like in a drawer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in a drawer. In Voyager, <laughs> they're in like a fluid. Yeah, when they're when they're still gestating, basically, yeah, they're in a fluid. Yeah, but yeah I forgot about the baby drawer. <laughs> yes, the baby drawer. <sighs> it's it was kind of a grim visual. They they maybe yeah. didn't necessarily need to do it. <laughs> I thought it was. I mean, it's good though. It's it's supposed to be disturbing. You're supposed sure, to be it like, shows what you're shit. dealing with. Like, Utilitarian. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Voyager, this honestly, um, Jared, you brought up this point about Voyager. And the, when we're talking about back to the captain's chairs, um, and this is really honestly what got me really interested in having this discussion is the point that you made about the Voyager chairs. Mm. Okay, so how, so Max, since you weren't there, how is the Voyager captain's chair a little different maybe from Picard's? Yeah, well, yeah, it's very different. There's there's essentially two equally spaced, equally sized on the Voyager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than one central and then two wings, right? Yeah. And here, here's so, what, what really gets me about it is, uh, you know, the, there's Voyager, I love Voyager. It's, I, mm-hmm. it, it's very close to my heart. One of my favorite franchises. But 
it, it, there's so much missed potential in Voyager. That's like the big tragedy in my mind. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone potential. agrees with that. I think, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. And mm-hmm. this just underscores that for me because, um, and I think this was, I'm probably just echoing something you said, Jared, but it's like, you know, the point is that you have these two different crews on this one ship and it would have been such a cool gesture if they had started with a more tr- quote unquote traditional central captain's chair yeah. uh, or just one. And then Janeway said, look, we're I'm a show of good faith. We mm-hmm. are going to be as, you know, yes, technically you're the first officer and I'm the captain, but we are going to treat each other as equals. You are the leader of this crew and sure. we're going to integrate into one we're crew. Partners. So we're, we're partners and we're going to have yeah. a second chair. We're going to put them equidistant so no one will be above the other and the crew yeah. will be equal that like, what that, a cool yeah. like if they had said that if they had put yeah. a bell on that like like in the, like in the second episode if that had been if that had been uh like how the episode started with her like yeah it, it shows the them like yeah. finishing off the chair or whatever yeah like and yeah. It also if the fact that you're like dismantling the bridge that also would remind the audience like get, we're not you know we're not in kansas anymore we're way out in the delta quadrant yeah. We, we're going to tear this thing up and make a new a new thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was ridic- it's ridiculous that it starts that way. Like why? Why does it start with two equally sized, you know, chairs that breaks yeah. the tradition? Yeah. Why why doesn't Captain Janeway have a ship's counselor? Yeah. <laughs> right? Who, I think who the ship's counselor have... died, sorry. Well, I mean, but that counselor could have had a chair had a and chair. then died, right? And then there could have been a bit in that second episode about Neelix really trying to get into that chair. It's like, oh, Captain, you got three good chairs here. Why doesn't Chakotay sit on the one on the right and I'll sit on the one on the left? <laughs> and she's and like, then... mm. no. Yeah, and then she's like, Kess, you can sit there. <laughs> Forget Neelix. Yeah, Kess, uh... you've got so little time in this galaxy. We need to treat you as well as you can before you die. Aww. In a couple of years. Yeah. But it just, uh... it just re-underlines that point for me, like... I feel like they told, like the writers almost told themselves too much of the story rather than telling us the story going in. There's so much yeah. missed at the beginning to say, yeah. to, to show the coming together of the two crews that was never explored. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing that it does is the reason for those two chairs is like, is, is like world breaking. Like that's it. That's like a fourth wall thing. Like those two chairs are there to be equal size from the beginning out of universe like in the real world yes. they had a reason for it exactly in universe there was no reason for it. at least like you said to start with there was no reason for it, it except that it probably saved a few thousand bucks <laughs> right but you know what i mean but it's just like okay so again it, it, it's just so weird that like they designed it that way and it's and you and you know why and it's actually like an out of universe reason at least to start with i mean is it's the like, reason because they were going to have chicote there yeah, I they mean, didn't. So, they didn't want to have to rebuild the set. I'm sure that was right? probably. I'm, I'm sure that was yeah, probably part of it. Yeah. The other part of me wonders, and again, I don't know of any specific reasons, so this is not in any way verified. But I'm kind of wondering if also there wasn't a hedge with all this consternation, you know, about all oh, the first woman captain, Ugh. if they didn't want to make sure the leading man sat also equally, you know. You know what I mean? If they weren't basically hedging to make sure that they had the guy and the gal, you know, like equally sat, which is not oh, appropriate either so because sick. she's the captain. But so, and I don't know that for sure because honestly, I could not find a thing about 
like specifically this aspect of the design, right? Like I couldn't find like, oh, we purposely made two chairs the same size. Like there's no, you know, nothing I could find about designing the Voyager bridge about the chairs. Yeah. Because I looked because I was like, yeah, why did they do that? Other than the obvious like eventual reason, which was like, oh, right. Eventually they're supposed to be, you know, partners in this. Sure. Like, e- e- but, joined at the hip. But yeah. give us that moment on screen. Right. See, right. the other thing, if you want to go into it, is there is one very prominent chair on the bridge, and that is the navigator seat that Tom. Yeah, on, it is actually. You're which right. kind of reinforces what I've said for the last couple of years that they started off that show with Tom as the main character, right? Yes. You know, it's he, funny. He has though, the most prominent position there on, on the bridge. Yes. But you know, it's funny though, is uh, Robert McNeil wasn't really sure if he was even going to make it past the pilot. He was oh, really? I've never heard that. Yeah. If I remember, don't quote me on that, but I believe he said that in one of their podcasts recently that he wasn't always sure. So it's kind of funny that he did, he did seem to be set up for that, right? Like, you're not going anywhere without Tom Paris because especially in the first season, first couple, I would say, right. He was really like front and center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> figuratively, and, figuratively and literally like he was. Front yeah, and center. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this yeah. is, and this is the first ship we'd seen that didn't have a helmsman and a navigator, you know, like, like check off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just one guy there at the front. No, and, wait, the defiant didn't have it either. Right. You know, I think the Voyager started before the Defiant. I'd have to double check. I should know that. I'm embarrassed. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I think oh, the okay. Defiant sh- is shut up like the next now. year. Yeah, yeah, like like at the beginning of the next season, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so never mind. So Voyager really was the first one to do away with that separate thing. Which is kind of weird, but kind of makes sense at the same time. Like, I, It was never clear to me like why you absolutely needed two people. Like, you know, one... What is the difference between a helmsman and a navigator? I know there is a difference, but like, especially in a more automated computerized world, yeah, like sure. exactly. you actually need two different people to do that function, you know? Like, hey, don't, don't tell know. that to the M5 computer. You don't need anyone to do yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, he doesn't M5, need a chair. M5 computer does not no, need a chair. No, M5 does not need a chair. The M5 does, however, need a long break. <laughs> He's a little unbalanced. <laughs> Okay, so something, unless there's anything else you want to say about Voyager. No, I think that's good. Okay, so I think that the chair is so important, or so maybe iconic is a better word, to Star Trek's image, that there are other sci-fi franchises that specifically went out of their way to not have a captain's chair because they didn't want to yeah. have it look similar, right? Mm-hmm. So like in the command deck of Babylon 5, there's no chairs. Ivanova right. and, and Sheridan just walk around the whole time. They're standing the whole time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then when he gets a ship, there is a chair too, but it's not as, as well, it, it's up to the production standards of Babylon 5, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, Battlestar Galactica, Adama does not have a big chair. No. Right? And then the Firefly ship, no big chair for, for Malcolm Reynolds. Mm, there is the, the chair for the pilot. Yeah, they have like a pilot co-pilot thing going. But the only time we see Mal sit in it is right at the end of the movie after Wash is dead. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's no, it's not the central locale. No. They, they, I I think there was a conscious decision in each of these instances to say we have to look, that's so iconic, we have to look different. 
And then I don't know much about Farscape. Matt, you watched Farscape, right? No, actually, I I need to. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah, hear good too. things about it, but me I haven't too. watched it. I, I love the speaking of production values. I love the production values of Farscape, but I've never quite been able to get into it. But I'm pretty sure they don't have a big chair on that either. I would get. I would think no. From what yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's chairs on Star Trek. It's more than just a joke we make in the middle of our drumhead podcast. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then maybe it's worth mentioning a couple of just other, since we're going through the different franchises, um, yeah. oh, including Enterprise, which we didn't mention, which is sort of back to the central yeah. captain's chair thing, mm-hmm. which makes sense because it's supposed to be more connected to Kirk's era. Yeah. Right. Um, but then in um, in Discovery, it's a similar thing. You have the captain's chairs very, very center on the the biggest bridge I've ever seen. Yeah, very far back, crazy big. They're so far far away from each other. It's so strange. It's it's like they maybe there was like a Starfleet architect who said, "Hey, all these red shirts keep getting killed, and what if there's collateral damage and it gets an actual important crewman? We gotta keep we gotta social distance to save (laughs) captains from red shirts." (laughs) And then in Uh. um. In Lower Decks. Well, no, no. Oh, before before we move on, yeah. so there there is a scene in Discovery where they hang a lantern on this idea of metonymy, where um, super spy, I can't even remember what his name is, Malcolm Reynolds. No, what's his name? Sorry, Tyler Ash Tyler, super spy Ash Tyler, takes his badge for his Section Thirty One and throws it at Captain Pike and says, "You should do what I tell you." And Captain Pike responds. The chair, the chair outranks, outranks the badge. The badge. The badge. So yeah. again, the chair is used as a symbol of the authority. Well, and like we've seen that from, you know, Kirk trying to over, you know, like in the Doomsday Machine, he's like, look, I'm actually the captain of this ship. Under my personal authority, get, you know, crazy Commodore Decker off my bridge, mm-hmm. right? It's like his chair. He He's actually the captain. So screw whatever, you know, <laughs> Commodore's badge you think you have, like, yeah, you know, and the chair is like I feel like also to mean like, you know, not, not that it's a symbol of rank. The point is that the symbol of rank doesn't matter because I'm the one who actually sits there. I'm the one who's right. here, yeah, physically. It's the person who's current, who's actually in command, regardless yeah. of whatever. And I've been here. Yeah. You just showed up and started giving orders, but I'm the one who's been here. Yeah, and I'm the one who'd yeah, be with, here when you're gone, yeah, without having exactly. taken a much needed trip to the barber that he desperately needed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Have him hauled down to the ship's barber before throwing him in the brig. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then putting him in an interrogation chair. <laughs> there are interrogation chairs in Discovery Season 2. They do try to interrogate Spock, remember? Oh, yeah. Speaking right. of interrogation chairs. So. Yeah, yeah, classic scene. But you wanted to say something about Lower Decks, Kayla. Oh, yeah. Um, there's just such a funny scene in Lower Decks. I forget which episode it is. Matt, maybe you, you remember. Um, where... Mariner gets to join the senior staff in the briefing room. Oh, yeah. And Boimler is so jealous. He's like, oh, what do they, I wonder what they talk about in there. Like, it must be, like, so important and so amazing. And she goes to this meeting, and the, they're like, okay, so as we were discussing last week, uh, and they start just talking about the design of the new chairs that they want to get for the Yeah, that's table. right. That's right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I think a, a red stripe would look good. 
Which actually, would, it's so funny. That would actually make like Boimler super happy that that's what they talk about. He'd be like, <laughs> I know those chairs are super important, you know? like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that's true. See, that it's, a, it's, a good, it's, it's a good little nod to the fact that, of course, like we've talked about in the TNG era, they have some really nice chairs, right? Some well, also, really, like, it's like, like who's choosing chairs. these chairs? Like who's making these decisions? <laughs> yeah, who who knew that they? I guess they get to customize them too. The senior staff, I guess. I guess so. So does that mean like that's Picard is the reason why the Enterprise D looks such like such like a, a Hilton hotel? His, his favorite <laughs> color. He wanted is it balls. that way. Yeah. Huh, we'd have to get the schematics of the Yamamoto to do, to compare. Right. Yeah, we'd have to see what he wanted instead. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a fun little moment. I love the layout of the ready room, the captain's ready room on the Enterprise D, but I cannot stand the walls. Why is that? They're like padded walls, first of all. So it's like an insane asylum. And they're mauve fabric, like head to toe, seeing the floor to ceiling. Yeah, it's like the same as the chairs, but like on the wall. It's the worst color in the world, like like slightly pukish pink. Is this is this one of those things where maybe higher definition doesn't mean better definition? I don't think. Well, it it's always in, been bad. Yeah, I think the color translates in any SD or HD. It's just it was too like in the '90s for some reason people decided like mauve and teal was a thing. Oh yeah, everywhere. I don't know why it never looked good. I hope we never get that again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, well, fashion is cyclical, so be careful. It'll probably come back at some point. Anyway, okay. Oh, so one specific thing that's missing. I need to edit this on on um, memory alpha. The chair is. Do you remember the episode "The Most Toys"? Oh yes. yeah, which Taste. has a crazy sofa little thing and everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about the sofa. Now, what I was going to say is that is when uh, what's his name, Kivas Fajo of Ducks of Data, putting him oh, on display. He insists that he sit in a chair. That's right. That's right. I forgot about He's that. He's got. A super strong android who could stand indefinitely without getting tired, right? But he demands that he be in a chair. But he wants him on display in a chair, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And thus it becomes a power struggle, right? Of who that's right stay. to get him to mm-hmm. sit in the chair is when he threatens mm-hmm. um, Monica or whatever her name is. <laughs> Monica. Or whatever I love Data's um, de- like defense slash offense of just non-compliance. Like, yes. you know, as he, he, the guy tries to bring in his friend to show off his new toy of the Android and Data just does nothing. Acts like an inanimate object. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's really, I mean, what else can you do, right? Except for just be passive like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't, don't perform, you know, for your keeper. I think for a lot of humans, myself included, it'd be hard to do that because you're angry and you have pride. And it's, but Data doesn't have pride. He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And so he can just he's like well, this is this is the fastest way to make me useless to this person exactly he's calculated that and he's just like all right well <laughs> so are there any chair anecdotes that we have missed well not nothing crazy but i think it's kind of amusing that chairs like even captain's chairs sometimes um travel shows it if I don't know if you guys know this, but so Archer gets a new chair for season four. Oh, I didn't as know that. part of upgrading in Enterprise. And you know what chair that is? Hmm. 
he gets the chair that was that was from a deleted scene in Nemesis of Picard's upgraded chair that has the seatbelts in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So they found a way to, re- obviously the seatbelts don't come back, but they found a way to reuse that chair because I think it was based on a, like, I think it was uh, derived from like a, you know, like a racing, like a Ferrari racing car, you know, seat kind of thing. Cool. It was really expensive. So they found a way to reuse it by when they, um, you know, overhauled the Enterprise after the Zindi War stuff. Like for season four, he got a new chair and that new chair is from the end of Nemesis. So, you know, good times. Hmm. That's a good piece centuries. of. That's a good piece of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Captain's chair all throughout the centuries. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to ask that yeah. on one of our uh, trivia. We're going to need some, you know, a new round of trivia questions now that uh, Star Trek Vegas is happening again this year. So. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, dear listeners, remember what you've learned today. There might be at least one chair question. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's an entire category. <laughs> Everything from now on is just going to be about furniture. Everything we do, um, every article on Trek Movie, every podcast, all of our trivia. Okay, well, oh, there yeah. is. Let's see what the memory alpha page for furniture. Okay, under the memory alpha page for for the category furniture, the trending pages are command chair, Ooh, bed, hey. chair, weapons locker, <laughs> desk, rehabilitation chair. Wait, what? Bunk bed and table. That's from oh. I think Dagger of the Mind. No, who got that? Destroyed. Must be the TOS. Yeah, that must be the crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anything named rehabilitation chair has got to have some insidious purpose. Oh, look at that! It's got bonkers lights there. <laughs> oh, I thought um, thought of one chair that we haven't mentioned. That is a chair slash table. It transcends chair into maybe table. Oh, what's that? And this is of course. Um, from oh gosh, the name of the episode just left my mind with the um, the 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 snap the snappy snappy aliens that abduct people through little portals and no one's getting te- any sleep. The telepathic oh. alien kidnappers. No, the schisms. 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 Those aliens never got names. Our fa- our, right. our favorite. I think we've we've oh. talked about this before. Of how ridiculous it is. Everyone knows yes. how ridiculous this is. Yes. When they go into the holodeck and they're like, I remember a table. And then it's like a regular table. And they're like, no, it was inclined. And then all of a sudden it turns into this like monstrosity with like <laughs> this thick, like like half a foot thick border around yes. it that's yes. like like you know, three feet tall with like an inclined plane inside of it. Like, why didn't you just make two of the legs shorter? No, no, and, it had to be look really weird. And, Come on. And then from there, so it's like a big square. It's like a giant planter box with an inclined wood plane in it, basically. And then they're like, oh no, I think it was metal. And then it basically turns into a, a like exactly the thing chair. that they think it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? Like, it's completely different. There's no way that you get from from planter's box with an inclined plane in it to dentist chair by someone going, I think it was made of metal. Keep in mind, the holodeck is so magical that when Captain Janeway says, what would these dinosaurs look like if they'd evolved over 6 billion years? Yeah. The computer can <laughs> magically guess that in half a second. Yeah. I still think that's more plausible than the dentist chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It is because there, you, there could have been just, some sort of information it was extrapolating from. Yeah, exactly. here's just totally like guesswork. And then yeah. they're like, "Oh my god, that's right. That's exactly it." <laughs> yeah, 
but you're right it goes from weird reclining table to the thing that kind of almost looks like a dentist chair to yeah it's so there's your chair it goes from table <laughs> to chair and that is yeah. the blurred line between table and chair what is a chair really it's just a smaller table with multiple levels <laughs> Next week, oh, man. tune in. Now next we're getting philosophical. For, yeah, like for an episode on tables. tables. There are forty God. separate entries under furniture. <laughs> we're gonna be here It'll for be a while, better. guys. Buckle in. The next year of podcasts. <sighs> yeah, we're we're set. We don't. Who cares about all this new content coming out? <laughs> we're just gonna talk about the old show and go through each of the individual items of furniture. Yeah, oh, good heavens. We won't. I'm sorry. I promise. Yeah, no, God, no. We should not do that. The chairs thing started no. as joke and became real, but that is a rare occurrence. I thought. I thought we had some legitimate fun things to talk about. I think so. Like, I'm impressed with what. Yeah, this is actually conversation. This is surprisingly interesting. Yeah, you never know, right? I, I hope we're not just tooting our own, own horn here. I hope that other people agree. <laughs> if yeah. they've lasted this long, then they do agree. It's, it's true. It's true. I hope. And and. And if you want to show that you're one of those people, right, to show that you lasted till the end, please put rehabilitation chair in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hashtag rehabilitation chair. Let's get it trending, people. You have to. That hey, sounds well, really insidious. I don't know. It, it, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, are we good? Do we have anything else to say? Or do we think we've covered it? I think we've covered. We've talked I for an hour about the... chairs, and I think it was a damn good conversation. Yes, mm, and now we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't <laughs> strain our patience of our listeners' patience anymore about these crazy chairs. But <laughs> but it was it was actually kind of fun, and I would just like to say if you kind of want to follow along with what we're talking about, like you said, there's great memory alpha, and also what sort of inspired me to talk about chairs when we were just kind of chatting about it a while ago were the great uh, investigations of real world chairs and like actually IDing where these chairs came from on the excellent site X Astra Sancia, which is, you know, Bern Schneider's excellent website with all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. he, he and a few others have painstakingly tried to figure out what these chairs were from, you know, like, could you buy them? Where were they from? And it's very impressive. The, the homework they did. And they have the lamps Lots. article as well. And the, there's a lamps. Yes. So lots of sconces, you know. So many <laughs> sconces. sconces. Yeah, <laughs> that's another podcast, though. Sconces. Hey, I'm sorry. Before <laughs> we go, there's one other chair that we didn't talk about that it might be the fanciest chair in all of Star Trek. Oh, what's that? It's the judge's chair that Q sits oh, in goodness. in all good things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is like on a swing arm, apparently. It's on, yeah, apparently. Yeah it's, yeah, it's moving around up and down. It's got like like two little angels as armrests or something. Some but kind yeah, of that's gilded a, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a pretty fancy chair too. If you're yeah. the judge of infinity, I guess you get a cool chair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I yeah, wonder like... if after he started hanging out with Vosh, if he thought I need to upgrade my chair if I want to impress this girl. Maybe he got a second chair for her. It could be. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, and then well, and then then so the question is: We know that he'll be showing up on Picard season two. Will we see a chair, and it will be? How fancy will it be? And will it you be know? on a swing arm? That's right. I think it actually will. I think they'll probably do something derivative of that. Can they help themselves? <laughs> exactly. We'll find exactly. out. <laughs> I don't think they can. Okay. 
Well, thank you everyone for coming with us on this journey. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you all. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah we will. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>